Okay, it looks like we're live, so welcome to Wildfire Tribe Happy Hour. My name is Sean. And my name is Kylie, and we are so excited. To we're happy. Yes, we're very happy. hour of happiness, it at least happiness. an hour. Yes. Because why limit happy hour to one hour is what we say. So I think it's a good idea to start happy hour with being grateful for something, Kylie. Can you name yeah. anything at all in the world that you're grateful for? I'm grateful for jacarandas. Jacarandas. Yeah. Trees. It's jacaranda season where we are in Australia. It's jacaranda season. And they are spectacular. They're actually, it's like having purple confetti like everywhere we go at the moment. It's beautiful. So that's it. The first thing that comes to your mind is trees. Mm, trees. And that's it. I love that's nature. That's your whole world. Yeah, I love it. And beautiful. What about people, me? Friends. What about me? It isn't fair. Yeah, so what are you grateful for? No, what you're supposed to say is I'm grateful for you. <laughs> I am grateful for you, honey. Like, like trees, less grateful for <laughs> me than a tree. <laughs> you didn't say in a pecking order. Like Just, you didn't say from one it's to It's obvious to that ten. when I asked you to say what you're grateful for, you do it in an order. I thought you were wanting me to come up with something unique. Well, something other than trees <laughs> with me above a tree would be fantastic. So I'm grateful for you. Oh, thanks, honey. I love you and I'm very grateful for you and I'm very grateful that you've been my girlfriend since like primary school and all of that stuff. <laughs> and I'm grateful for all of the difficult stuff. Yeah. Even that. I'm grateful for the fact that I have no hair. Really? Yep. I'm even grateful for having no hair because I don't have to wash it, I don't have to dry it, I don't have to brush it, I don't have to worry about <laughs> going to the hairdresser, the barber shop. I don't have to think about it at all, mm. nothing. So I am actually grateful for no hair. And it, I think actually no hair with a little bit of sun looks quite all right. I'm grateful for that. Well, you do. I'm grateful that you're so handsome. <laughs> Makes it easier for to you. To with a handsome man. <laughs> what else am I grateful for? I'm grateful that people are interacting with our happy hour and thank you so much for doing so. Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, all of these things do not work, do not function properly if you do not interact. <laughs> But we're grateful for Annie. We're grateful for Fred, who's also in the comments. Hey, we're grateful Fred. for anybody interacting. We're grateful for our time in people's lives, such as Annie. We had a lot of good times when we lived in Binaway with you guys. And we're also happy and grateful that we're not there anymore, but not because of any bad things. We're just grateful all around. We're just grateful for our time there and our time not there as well. <laughs> and Fred, welcome aboard. It's good to have you with us again. And it's, um, it is, I can see that there's absolutely nothing wrong with your eyeballs. He says, hello, the beautiful duo. So obviously <laughs> he sees crystal clear. Now, what does that say? He's also added a comment. They have barber shops that don't cut hair. If you're bored, you just mingle. Yeah, I sort of oh, feel serious. I sort of feel bad in, in the main street here in Grafton where we live at the moment or now, uh, there is a few barbers and I do feel like when I walk past that, you know, if they're empty, they're sort of looking out for customers and they see me and it's just like, not going to ever make anything out of him. <laughs> but, but you do have a really good beard. You could go in for a beard trim. Well, I don't know I really have much <laughs> of a beard, but I do have quite a lengthy moustache. <laughs> And maybe I could get them to, but I don't really need them to do anything like there, like it's not quite touching my ears. I have had it at times where it's long enough to go over my ears. Uh, so I'm grateful for my moustache. I'm grateful for my sunglasses or your sunglasses that I now wear. I'm grateful for all of the places that we've lived. I'm grateful for all the places that we've lived and that we don't live anymore, not because of anything bad, like I said before, but I just love variety. Mm, yeah. Get a beard treatment. What is that supposed to mean, Annie? What's a beard treatment? <laughs> As in like uh, something done to my beard to make it healthy, I'm assuming, so that it grows more or something. <laughs> I don't actually want it to grow more. I just like it to be just as it is so thank you for interacting love heart share like do all that sort of stuff please to help others know what's going on this is a 
what sort of podcast is it, Kylie? Like it's happy hour, but what sort of general topic would you say that it is? Well, we are Wildfire Tribe and we are having real conversations about mystical things. So it's just questions that we have about how does the spiritual aspect of our life. So it's a spiritual show. It's a discussion yeah. about spiritual things and motorbikes and beards and moustaches. Now, what about uh, when was it? Last night we were watching a YouTube and it was from a it was from a church actually in Philadelphia, Ohio. Yeah, our our beautiful friends over there in Ohio, who were actually just about to conduct some pretty wild baptisms mm. after they had had, and they do like full immersion, like water baptisms. They opened up their stage. Yeah. They had this big pool in the stage, and then they gave. A, a, a um, not a warning, but just like a notice that they basically said, anyone that's carrying, um, we've got some dudes that can take care of that for you. So basically that's just like, you know, um, in America, you can just like take your guns to church, man. Like, <laughs> and they were basically saying that, you know, if anyone had guns on them, they don't want to get them wet because they really want to get baptized, that we can like put them in the little special gun area, just like we used to have at our pub. Remember we used to have the gun room? Yeah, but we didn't. Oh, I was going to say we didn't do baptisms, but we could have, but we did have a gun room. When they baptise you in the massive big pool that's underneath <laughs> the stage, they just lift up the trapdoor and they dunk you in there. Because you don't want to get your gun wet, they've actually got licensed fellas to empty, make sure the gun's empty and a licensed person <laughs> to lock it away whilst you get baptised. And they've also found out that they can baptise people fully immersed except for their feet if they're wearing ankle bracelets, like if they're recently out of prison, et cetera, and they've got ankle mm. bracelets on, you can't get those things really fully immersed. they've got dudes that can hold you by the feet and literally baptise all of you except for your ankles. Yes. How cool is that? It's pretty, it's pretty cool. And yeah. it's wild. So we, we could do outback baptisms and just go like hardcore, like just come oh, on, anybody that wants to like. <laughs> kind of like, but with that, that same voice from that show. Uh, back, back, baptisms. Sean and Kylie have got to get to Darwin <laughs> to do a baptism and they've got three days only. <laughs> like that? Yeah, like that's spot on like that. That's perfect. <laughs> Coming to a town near you is heading into baptism season in the north and it's about to get wet. <laughs> They've got to make a pass. They've got to go up the Tanami track. There's three baptisms that they need to be there for on Friday. Oh, I'll help hold. <laughs> it looks like we've got some assistance. I'll help you hold someone under the <laughs> some people under the water. Yeah, uh, thank we, you so we've much. We've definitely known help. people over the years that that. We, we would have felt like doing that too. I hear Paul is <laughs> making a very good theological point here, I think, that maybe we can expand upon. Mm -hmm. So when you get to heaven, do you still have feet if it stops at your ankles? It's ah. a very good question, Paulie. And it's not surprising mm. that it would come from you either. So when you get to heaven, do you still have feet if it stops at your ankles. I see. So, so if so, you only get baptised to your ankles and your feet don't get baptised, so can you get into heaven therefore, with no feet? Therefore, I am understanding that you are of the opinion that full immersion means that you get to go to heaven fully. So therefore, if you only get partially baptised, just parts of your body go into heaven. Mm. I'm really interested as to so where. What do, so what about when they just baptise the baby and it's just the tiny little bit there? That's christening, it's, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, but that is still a baptism. Is it? Yeah. So it's the same thing, mm -hmm. baptisms, christen, christening. Um, I don't think that that's the case, Paulie. I think once once you're in, you're all in, mate. And but don't you reckon everyone's in? Well, it's don't I reckon that everyone's in. Like mm -hmm. even Paulie, I mean. Yeah, even Paul. Like right now. Yeah. Can he go to heaven now? Yeah, I reckon yeah, he can. I reckon he can. I reckon he's in. I don't reckon that he has to do anything. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. the answer, therefore, we don't really like giving answers, Polly, at all, because answers get us into trouble. But the answer is it doesn't really matter 
which part are in or which part are out. Mm. I mean, I guess souls and spirits don't have ankles. See, mm. Paulie's preaching at us. Paulie, <laughs> next week I think we might get you on the show and you can start maybe <laughs> offering salvations or something like that, seeing if we can get some people to give their life to the Lord through your preaching. I mean, I guess souls and spirits don't have ankles. That's a very good point and it's one that mm. I should have made. Yeah, I love it. Now, how come between us that we didn't know that? I don't know. It just didn't come to me, I guess. That's another reason why <laughs> I really liked Paulie. Paulie also liked, you know what I like about him? A lot of things. But there was also the way that he liked his coffee. Did you ever remember making mm. a coffee for him? He was very particular. Mm. Like he was very particular not just about the strength of it so much but mm. the temperature. And I actually can't remember the exact temperature but it was not hot and it was not <laughs> cold. He actually liked it more on the cooler side <laughs> and it was, yeah, I can't even guess. But I like that about a person that knows what they want. Mm. Yeah, that's why I must frustrate you so much. 56 Cause, cause degrees. Because I'm, I'm pretty um, cruisy with stuff. What else did I like about Paulie and Chris? Because I think Chris was on. I'm not sure if Chris is still there. But those guys, uh, they were really good friends with each other, weren't they? And they had a really good circle of friends. Mm. I really respected that. I really liked that people do that. And that's what we were talking about this morning because we did have a little, like, random um, happy hour this morning where we were just, like, so happy. We were just, like, we have to jump on for an hour and go live because everything's just, like, so awesome. And then we started talking about, um, oh, where was I going with that? Uh, I think you were just getting around to telling me how stunning I am. Uh, <laughs> And or maybe you were talking about something and you noticed stunning <laughs> and that made you forget. Yeah, your I, that's what it was. So this morning we were talking about <laughs> gratefulness. We were talking about miracles. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about things that have happened just yesterday to us that poorly I'd barely even drink anymore. Well, Polly, if that's the case, mate, I'm glad that we got out when we did. <laughs> <laughs> Times are hard enough without Paulie not drinking too. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe it was us that drove him to drink. <laughs> I just had another flashback of a moment with Paulie and those Royal guys Wednesday. out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So what do you want to introduce <laughs> to the conversation, Kylie? I've just been thinking about the things that we were talking about this morning. That yep. was basically where I was at. Just, Go you there. know, sharing, sharing our life and sharing those stories that just mm -hmm. inspire people. I'm actually, like, just pretty whacked. <laughs> so do you want me to just remind you of somewhere to start? Maybe because, because I guess that what this is about for us as well is sharing us and our stories with other people yep. to inspire, to encourage, to give hope to, mm. all of that good stuff. And so as we share our life with people, the good times, the bad times, the overcoming times, all of those things, our desire is to actually inject into the people's lives that get to watch this some desire to keep going forward if it's things are difficult, um, those sorts of things. So our testimony, our stories from the past, if we could share some of them, Kylie, one at a time, you know, that we mm. believe that if we share things that we've lived through, no matter how difficult they are, yeah. that not only is it a story of overcoming, not even is it, not only is it just like a message for somebody who may be facing something similar, it might help you get through a tough time as well, a similar thing. But that as we share stories together, as we talk and as we listen to other people as well, that together as a combined group of people, that we can stand on the shoulders of each other's stories and that we don't all have to go through the same crap yeah. over and over and over yeah. just to get through this, this life that we're mm. living. You know, yeah. so if somebody's made a terrible mistake, if somebody's, you know, somebody they've, they've lost a partner they've lost somebody in their life you know all that stuff that happens and can mm -hmm. happen and and you've lived through it then you sharing your story with other people can help other people get through those times easier than you had to 
So yeah, that's yeah. that's sort of where we wanted to start with after mm. our gratefulness spiel at the beginning of this yeah. was just to share some of the experiences that we've had in the past to hopefully inspire other people. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I'll, on that note, like I've, this is my book and it is out in all bookshops. You can get it. It's called The New Now and it is jam-packed full of all those kind of stories. And I feel like like you, what you were saying before that um, sometimes it's like encouraging one another to have those real conversations with each other to actually mean something, you know, talking about difficulties that we're facing, sometimes sharing um, where you're at uh, with someone and then, you know, sharing our breakthrough in an area can actually encourage someone that they can find breakthrough in that area too. You know, like what you were saying, standing on the shoulders of somebody else's testimony, mm-hmm. you know, somebody else's story of like when we decided to, closed the hotel and that was a really really difficult decision and you know sharing that and how we had to come to that space where we were um, our moving forward was meaning that we needed to end something where we were and begin something else and sometimes sharing that story helps other people find solutions for their breakthrough that they didn't realize was even an option because sometimes it's you know, you can find yourself stuck somewhere because some things are not an option in a certain um, scenario. You're thinking, oh, no, I can't possibly just close my business because it's my superannuation or it's like my future or I'm letting people down and, and all the different things that come into it when you're trying to make decisions about what you what's best yeah, for Yeah, or, or I'm, you know, three years out from long service leave and I hate my job with a passion. It's driving yeah. me nuts and I just can't even and I just don't even know if I'm going to make it across the line. What you know? What do you do? Can how do you how do you hang on, or do you have to, or can you make a break? And what do you what do you do to do that? You know, once again, getting back to Paulie and uh, those guys out there, mm. a you know a a secret in in life that those guys know about is these friendships that they yeah. have because they can share these stories with each other yeah. and and discuss the goings on and between each other help each other but not everybody has that you yeah, know not everybody yeah. has a lot of friends not everybody has a friend mm. uh, we know people we we see people in the park every day when we walk past sometimes we stop and talk to them etc and uh, some of these people are living in the park some of mm. them are living on the street and they're not necessarily living in healthy relationship and able to have healthy discussions with other people. Yeah. And I think too, like from where we're coming from too, like the missing piece in our puzzle or in so many, you know, is that spiritual aspect. It's like that we're multidimensional beings. We're not just like, like Paulie was saying, you know, like we're, the body is, mm. if we baptise the body, does that mean that only the we're body goes to heaven? And the, mm. Yeah, because we are soul and spirit as well. Mm. And um, I'll just read an extract from my book. Um, where I'm talking about this, uh, and it says, so you see, you are powerful. You are powerful to choose. That is what makes this such an incredible journey. It's that choice. It means that the ball is in our court. We always have everything we need to move forward, even when it feels like we don't. And it never feels like we have all that we need because the missing part in the equation is him. It's God. He is the mysterious piece. He's the unknown quantity. He is the unexplainable, the immeasurable. He is the part that makes risking it all that means not knowing and still moving forward. He is the piece that means not having all the answers but one, how, because I am in a relationship with the one who knows all the answers, with the great and wonderful, mysterious one, with the great I am. And I feel like that's so much of like our stories, like, you know, we, that are filled with all these questions, like what what are we doing next? Why are we doing this? Why are we going over mm-hmm. here? Why are we, you know, opening this business here or starting this business there or doing this venture or you know being involved with these people or going to that church this week and going over here to catch up with this group of people this other week you know going to do this amazing bush baptism one day and 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 catching up with people at the Anglican church the next day or whatever it happens to be 
there's just all of this journey of mystery and wonder when you're tapped into the fullness of who we are, like acknowledging, oh gosh, I'm like, I'm body, soul and spirit. Like I'm walking on the earth. I'm like, got all these emotions and like, because your soul is like your mind, your will and your emotions and whatever other elements that that encompasses but you know he like your soul is like thinking and he's like um feeling things and everything but then you've got your spirit man who is like this eternal being it's like the part of you that lives forever it's the part that always was and then came and is a part of this body and now it's the part that always will be and we we so often forget to like engage with that aspect of ourselves or we don't even realize that we can you know for a really long time you know we just didn't really have that element of our relationship did we we didn't have those conversations where we even like involved that part of our walk and now that we do and it it adds this whole another dimension I guess of yeah it's that discussion about the reality or not of what you believe about the spirit and the soul conversation and the body conversation, how that happens in a person, when that happens, you know. Mm. Um, obviously for me, well, obviously it is obvious for me and it's obvious for Kylie and it's obvious for some of the people that we know that I had a, a an awakening moment, if you like, in 2012 and everything changed for me from that time forward. But you were you were well and truly living in that space a long time before me, uh, and it's for whatever reason it just took me a lot longer to understand. But once that you understand that there is an existence beyond this um, body stuff, <laughs> yeah, there's a whole there's just dimensions and dimensions and dimensions of conversations to be had about everything else now beyond beyond a lifetime. Now, we've got Fred on board here, and Fred says, Kylie Henderson is more of a veteran. That's why Sean needs more. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, good stuff. Oil of Ulay. What's Oil of Ulay? I, I remember Oil of Ulan. Mm. It, it must be extra biblical. Ah, uh, could be. Yeah. Could be a biblical thing. I'm yeah. Yeah. Not- I love this this verse. D- drink deeply <laughs> of the pleasures of God. Experience for yourself the joyous mercies He gives to all of us who hide themselves in Him. Like, what is that? Drink deeply. <laughs> Have you got anything to share about that, Kylie? You're just gonna laugh. <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted to I just wanted to read it because I just felt like yeah, sometimes it's just good on happy hour just to get whacked, you know? And when I say whacked, I'm just like meaning on on just the goodness and the overflow and the joy that comes out of the center of our being when we know who we are, you know, when we are intoxicated in that love wine that is like released for us for our whole body to just be swimming in, poured out of heaven. And we don't have to wait till we die and hope that, you know, enough of our body was immersed in the baptismal waters so that we could, all of us could pass through the pearly gates and we finally arrive in heaven. But actually we can just be in heaven now. We can go to heaven now. We can be seated in heaven and be walking on the earth at the same time the more we come into the revelation that we're actually always in spirit beings and we're always walking on the earth at the same time. We're actually created to be multidimensional and be able to function in all those spaces. So what about when when stuff is like when your life is crap though, like when it feels like it's mm. ordinary? Yeah. Are, you, are you living in heaven then, Kylie? Well, I think it, like? it's like that verse you were talking about, consider it pure joy, my friends, when we face trials of many kinds because <laughs> the testing of our, um, how does it finish? Uh, sorry, I was laughing at something else. You're talking about um, <laughs> consider it. I'll just do my Bible voice. I'll tell you who's got a really good um, radio voice is um, is Fred who's mm-hmm. commenting there on the side. I've heard his voice and it's like it's just like, 
He could have his own show. A younger version of John Laws. Oh, John Laws. Yeah, it's a really strong. So, Fred, you have to get yourself a golden microphone. So I can't really do that, but I'll just slip into the, uh, is it the Considerate Pure Joy one? Oh, voices on Great Keppel. Considerate Pure Joy whenever you face trials of many kinds. He says he's enjoying it. Oh, yeah, that's because he knows this Bible verse. Because the testing of your faith develops perseverance and perseverance must, how is it, have its way or finish its work or something so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything? Yeah, not lacking like anything. That. See, it ends not lacking anything. Yeah, so Bossy's not lacking anything much, is he? Like no. if he's on Great Kevil Island, he's enjoying the show from Great Kevil Island. On Great Kevil Island, yeah. distance does not diminish our love for you. Keep enjoying the higher truth. Yeah, you too, Bossy. Thank you for joining in and thank you for your comment, mate. You're a, you're a wonderful friend. Uh, and I don't want to be on Great Keppel Island right now. I'm grateful that I'm not there because that mean that would mean that I wouldn't uh, be able to be right here right now. And I get motion sickness and I went to Great Keppel when I was like, I don't know, seven or something. And not that I was there's anything wrong with the Great Keppel. You don't have to go on boats. You have to get, it's an island. You oh, over you have on to, the island. Yeah, you, no, you've got to get to the island. She's so not just in the area. No, it says. Are you actually on the island? On Great Keppel Island. I encounter <laughs> crap daily, but I won't. Brood or meditate on anything that is not from heaven. Come I love on. it. It's so good. And I think that is like so much of it too, isn't it? Because we talk about this as well. Like what are we going to focus on? Yeah. Are we going to dwell on. The first part the, of the verse. The first part. Or are we going to be. It's it's like the uh, being crushed, but not. Let me look that up. For any info, I'll just go to our website, which is wildfiretribe.life, and contact us there. Yeah. So what is it that you're bringing? So remember this. These are all the things that sometimes we feel. So we can feel hard-pressed on every side oh. but not crushed. So what's the reference Perplexed for but not in despair. Mm-hmm. Persecuted but not abandoned. Struck no. down but not destroyed. Mm-hmm. It's like we're still here. Even though we've gone through all these adversities or even though we face these trials of many kinds, even though there are difficulties in everybody's life, like everybody faces times of grief and we have times of difficulties, we're overwhelmed with debt sometimes, we're faced with family issues that we don't have answers for. We, you know, anyone that's raising children or has raised children, there's there's challenges and difficulties in that Mm. all the time every child has a different personality and it's like navigating how do we do this how do we walk this as a family and anyone that sent their kids to school that's another whole challenge as well and anybody that's had been employed or been an employer all of those things have their challenges at times and I think that you know, we can be overwhelmed by those challenges. So what's the answer though, Kylie? Like all we're doing is talking about challenges and difficulties. It's not very enlightening or very happy. No, but we were talking about how if you flip it and it's what you dwell on. Yeah. Isn't it? So what part of it are we dwelling on? Are we choosing to be Mm -hmm. overwhelmed? Because we've got plenty of stories where we've been quite overwhelmed by circumstances. But then we've also in a moment when you change your perspective on everything and you you can actually flip emotions and the feelings that are associated with those difficulties, you can flip that around. Yeah, I just want to talk about something like really down-to-earth and plain old boring just for a minute. Yeah, for sure. Go right ahead. Um, so today, but it sort of does um, tie into what you're talking about with uh, difficulties and, and your, your perspective on them. Um, so today I've been trying to get rid of a fine that's been given to me for a vehicle that I owned five years ago that's gone through a toll in Victoria. And this has been going on for eight months. I got sent a toll fee and I don't own the vehicle, haven't had it for five years. I tried to explain that to the people there that I don't own it. They didn't listen. So they sent it to someone else who's kept on sending me bigger and bigger fines. So now I have a much bigger fine. It's it's only $212 or something like that. But 
uh, it's not my fine. It's for a vehicle that I don't own anymore. I've got uh, all the evidence from the police, et cetera, to say to the police in Victoria now that I do not own the vehicle and I wasn't driving it then. I haven't owned it for five years and we're still going through it, aren't we, Kylie? Mm-hmm. Still trying to get out of paying the fine, even though the vehicle's not mine, and just for a number of different reasons because it's happening in a different state to where I live, uh, license uh, license plates. Uh, so the vehicle was registered in New South Wales. It got sold to a person in Queensland. It's now been driven around Victoria with the New South Wales plate on it, and I am getting <laughs> I'm getting the dramas for it. So finally today I was able to get a hold of the fellow I sold it to, sold it to someone else who answered the phone and told me his name and hopefully we'll come to a conclusion. Now the reason why I'm talking about this quite just normal everyday activity and the dramas involved with it without going into too many specifics to bore people to completely to death, but it's taken eight months. And I would have to say that the way that I've gone about handling it is probably the most relaxed that I've handled anything like that in all my life because I've chosen to, because mm. I'm different to how I used to be mm. for a start and because every step of the way I've had a decision to make as to how much of it I would allow to ruin my day or not because there were times in my life where any little thing at all would just blow up and I would make it blow up and it would not just ruin my day but it would ruin your day. Yeah, I pretty much used to deal with the people on the phones. <laughs> so I've been in contact with Service New South Wales, the police a number of times in two states, different people on phone calls with names. Who? So I realised today that trying to deal with it whilst I was at the local police station, that the one thing that I had to my advantage above everybody else there was eternity. I realised that if I believe the things that I believe about my spirit being and heaven and all of these things that we believe to be true, that this moment in time right now is just that. It's merely a moment and it's not a fraction of my life as in a fraction of the however many years your body is on earth, but it's actually just a fraction of a much larger picture of being with God before the beginning of time and after you die in infinity, so in a, in eternity. So if my drama that I'm suffering right now is just merely a fraction of eternity, then I don't really have a concern at all. You know, so I actually have all of the time in the world. I actually literally have eternity. all of the time in the world. So this drama, no matter what it is that I have, and that's only a small one. It's not. It's not. You know. It's not a major problem in my life but it's it's a perception of how to handle it it's like okay well the people that are are responsible really for solving this issue for me they have no time and so they're they're like trying to get rid of you off their phone or out of their office as quickly as they can because they think they have no time and they've got to get on to the next job very quickly the next one that they don't really have time to be doing as well but i do And so I'm just taking it one step at a time now, just pacing it out because I know that in the end and ultimately it's not a big picture problem, is it? No. So I think I've handled it a lot better than I would have in the past. In the past, there would have been lots of yelling and screaming and lots of stress mainly for me Mm. and my family. Yeah, yeah. Have you got something to talk to us about regarding, uh, you know, a, a God-inspired, a God-breathed, a spiritual encounter, a, a you know, a miracle, a testimony, a story from our existence that you want to share with somebody? I feel like there's something for somebody. Something for somebody. Yeah. That's, Any specific that's listening or somebody that's going to be listening? I'm just sitting with it at the moment. I'm just seeing what I can see. So maybe you can explain, you know, we operate like this, like a lot, just seeing in the invisible realm. Yeah, well, it's not an invisible realm. It's a realm that you see in that everybody can see in that maybe everybody doesn't realise that they can see in. Probably just takes a little bit of practice to introduce somebody to the idea of seeing in a different way is how I would explain it, Kylie. So mm. so as we go about our days, as we run into people and all day today, 
Uh, say, for instance, we went to the cafe this morning. I left the cafe and we're walking down the street past this park. And there was a man sitting by himself having his breakfast. And I saw, I have no real other way of explaining how it is that you see these things, but I saw the name Merv, M-E-R-V. It just came across my mind, kind of like I, I kind of saw the letters, but but not. It's more of a feeling or a different sense. And so it's not strictly um, seeing but I sensed the name Merv. And so I went over to this man and I thought maybe his name is Merv. And I just said, hi, mate, how are you going? He said, good. I said, uh, do you know Merv? I just thought I would try and see if it was his name, introduce it like that. And he said, yeah, I do, mate. And I said, oh, okay. Um, he said, actually, I know two Mervs. So, all right. So that's, that's seeing, you know, that's seeing in a different dimension. And from there, from that conversation, starting with Merv, as simple as that, even though the man's name was not Merv, led to a series of other conversations. And and I'd have to say it was one of those conversations where I walked away sort of questioning what that was about, what was the actual point of it. But the point of it sometimes can be just that you've seen somebody that other people don't see. The, exactly. the point of it being that when you look for objects, names, mm. uh, conversations to be had in another dimension around other people, that that can be enough to spark some some new type of life in somebody, that that mm. can be enough to brighten somebody's day, that can be enough to actually change the trajectory of somebody's existence. If somebody feels like their time is miserable, that nobody sees them, that nobody cares about them, maybe if you can see in that other dimension, you can become a part of their life and help to change their life for the better. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, even as you're like saying that, I just kept on seeing the number nine. Nine. Yeah, and I kept on hearing the name Crystal. Where it started was I could be an angel and I felt like it was somebody's angel I wanted to encourage the person that is resonating with with those two things so what else you got Kylie where are you going with it yeah well I just feel like there is grief in the situation and I'm just feeling just to um release into this person's life just refreshment and <laughs> yeah, just like a freshness and a new beginnings, like new relationship. I feel like new friends, like I can see like new friend. I'm just feeling like there's going to be new friends, new friends, new friends. So it could be for somebody that's watching now. It could be for someone that's watching later. So what happened to us yesterday afternoon, we were watching a YouTube that was made in a church in Ohio in New Philadelphia. And this YouTube was recorded a couple of months ago. And the man that was talking was speaking about miracles in the form of some some interesting things that I've never seen before, such as even just your your phones, your your mobile phones receiving extra charge whilst mm. they are sitting there. Yeah. So I've never been around. I've never been in a service. Mm. I've never been in a conference. I've never seen that happen myself, but it was happening during the filming of this YouTube. Mm. Now, what was also happening at that time was he was encouraging people to check their phones. So if that's so whilst you're listening to us right now, let's just step into that space of believing that all things are possible, including mm. these small miracles such as your phone's receiving charge mm. whilst well, you are sitting you're there watching. happy hour. <laughs> so what else was happening yeah. was that they were speaking about money coming into people's bank accounts, and it was an American thing. They were talking about credit ratings increasing as mm. people were sitting there. Yeah. And there was people all through the audience going, yes, mm. pass me the microphone. Yeah. This just happened. I just received mm. $1,270. Just come up on my phone. Somebody sent me this money because we're getting married soon and it's to pay for, I forget what it was, to pay mm. for something in particular. My credit rating just went up five yeah. points. Uh, people were having, their, they were getting messages that the houses that they were trying to rent out that they own, that people just rented them right there and then in the meeting. So 
these really different mm. kind of miracles. And so whilst that was, whilst we were watching that, and just remember this was filmed a couple of months ago in America and we're watching it two months later, mm. we're also believing for these miracles for us to be happening as we're sitting in Australia watching it two months later. Whilst we're believing for money miracles to happen for us, somebody actually put, and it's going to sound like not much, but it, it, it's not the amount uh, somebody put $5 in our account and it's through our Patreon. Patreon is a way to support some of the stuff that we do. But it happened right there and then, just as mm. we committed to believing for these things. And this is, it's not a its not a common occurrence for people to do that to us. So it's like, wow, like it's happening. It's actually happening for us. So whilst that was happening, we got interrupted by our dog. He wanted to go for a walk. So we just said, let's take him for a walk. And whilst we're on this walk, we're going to believe for much bigger miracles for us. Whilst we're on our walk, we didn't take our phones with us. We didn't take anything with us to tell us. And we just kept on speaking about it whilst we were gone for about an hour walking our dog. Yeah. And expecting that by the time we returned, that money miracles would have happened, and they had. Yeah, yeah, um, it's pretty wild, hey. And so when we got back, mm. that five dollars that we had received from somebody before we left, we got another message just as we got back, and it was a much larger amount than five dollars, mm. much larger. And so this is the dimensions that we live in. This is the reality that we live in. This is the reality that we choose to live in. That we pursue. That we. Uh, honoring that mm. we are learning more about that we are surrounding ourselves with other yeah. people who are also believing these things because that's how these things come about and it's also that what you were talking about earlier too is that standing on the shoulders of the testimony of others where we're sharing our testimonies of faith with each other and and we can actually be encouraged in that space and we can receive those things for ourselves as we're you know believing in all things are possible. Yeah, well, in the Bible, it does talk about all things being possible. And, you know, there's a number of people I see on the multiple screens around us that I would consider probably do know about their Bible. And there's also people that I think maybe don't, but I'm not, not concerned about either of those. But it does talk about in the Bible that, you know, all things are possible. And we're talking about it yesterday morning at the cafe or the day before. It might have been this morning. I can't remember. Like everything sort of it, meshes into yeah. one. But the all things are possible thing is not a, you know, uh, all things are possible, but, you know, that's for someone else or all things are possible, but that's not likely to happen to me or all things. I believe all things are possible, but I don't really think about it too much. Mm. But I think that where it says that all things are possible means that all things are possible. Yeah, all things are possible. All things are possible. All things, like everything is yeah. possible at any moment. Yeah, and and that doesn't just mean all the the tragic, horrible, bad things are possible. It actually means all the infinite, it, amazing, good things and, are possible And it doesn't well. mean all things are possible as in, yeah, I believe that all things are possible, but they may not happen in my lifetime. Mm. It actually means all things yeah. are possible. Yeah. Everything is possible. Everything is possible. So we were talking earlier this morning on uh, this random stream that we did just out of nowhere about miracles that had happened in our lives and about my knee and my back being healed in a meeting mm. when I was actually thinking about my sore back and it got healed. But I wasn't even thinking about my knee mm. and it got healed as well. Yeah, I love it. Um, your face. Like, mm. can you break that story down for somebody without like making it a whole book? Or mm, well, it is in the book. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah well, that was gosh. Because even like there's people on here, right? Yeah. That I can see their names, mm. and there's people on this screen right now. Yeah who don't know this story about you mm. and who are actually living mm. in the vicinity of us mm. and they don't know this about you. Mm. Tell us. Yeah. I was diagnosed with a cancer just underneath my eye and uh, I needed to have it removed basically because it was like in a really bad position. And she had a mole that grew bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, I didn't have a mole. There oh. was nothing there. And then this big thing that looked like a mole grew up onto my face. And 
um, I went and got it checked out and they they took it off and then they called me and they said um, we are going to need to operate because there's actually a cancer there and it goes up underneath your eye and it's um, down onto your face and it was quite a difficult surgery that they needed to do and they were concerned because it was so close to my eye and I was concerned because I didn't want it to be on my face like getting bigger and everything like that so anyway um this happened whilst we were running the pub at Binaway yeah yeah so we were actually in quite a difficult financial situation at the time um we weren't we didn't have like a heap of money coming in or anything like that. And so I had booked in for my surgery, expecting that our health fund would pay for the surgery. Two days before I went in for the surgery, the surgeon called me and said that your health fund is not covering. This is like it's it's a different kind of cancer or something and it's not covered and that I would need to pay $7,000 for this surgery and I needed to come up with that in two days and we just didn't have the money to do it we didn't have anything extra we had no emergency savings or any of that kind of stuff at the time and so or ever since or ever before (laughs) i know (laughs) um and we had i had to cancel it we had to cancel the surgery and that was like in uh like january february and this was already quite a number of months after the first diagnosis and i'd gone through all the pre-op stuff and all that kind of stuff at the same time like long story but i'll just kind of tell the medical part of it oh i'm just trying to think how to best tell this (laughs) all right so by this stage You've been diagnosed with a cancer on your eye. Yeah. It's getting bigger. It's not going yeah. away. No. You have to have surgery. Mm-hmm. It's in Sydney. Yeah. It's like quite away from where yeah. we're living. You go to have it and you realise you haven't got the dough. There's yeah. no way of paying yeah. for it, so therefore you can't have the surgery. Yeah. So at the same time, oh, well, not long before I got diagnosed with the surgery, I'd actually been um, a part of this amazing conference with um and I'd been also looking into the whole doing communion, like taking communion and um, and but not taking it like you take it at Catholic church or at normal church or anything like that, like where we take the sacraments as um, the uh, in remembrance of what Jesus did for us. And most people that have been in any kind of traditional church would probably um, understand what that means, the little wafer and the, and the little juice or the little wine or whatever they use. But um. Uh, God was showing me that he wanted me to take this as the the body and the blood of Jesus. So he wanted me to like consume this and believing that what I was actually consuming was the DNA of Jesus, which is like perfect DNA, undefiled DNA, like not corrupted or anything like that, but pure DNA. And so I was, I just started doing this, um, and I, I'd been doing it during that time when, from when I first got diagnosed up until the surgery. And, and then, of course, we had the cancellation of the surgery and then it got put off basically for nearly another four or five months. And as we were getting closer toward when I my surgery was rescheduled for, I kept on doing this and just believing, also just believing that I was clothed in divine health and immortality. So every morning I would like get up and I would just, we were just working at our hotel and, um, you know, I was cooking in the kitchen, just doing like normal stuff, cleaning and all that stuff. And we were just running our business. And, but I would just be feeling that I am clothed in divine health and immortality. I would be declaring it over my whole body and over my system, over my skin, like over everything that was happening and especially this part of my eye where I was concerned about, you know, I don't want to have this on my face. I don't want it to be getting bigger. I don't want, you know, all of these things to be happening to my body. So I kept on just doing that and doing that and doing that. Anyway, it came to the time for my surgery. We had organized people to replace me because I would need to have like four or five um, weeks off after the surgery. And um, so I went down to Sydney and I sat in the little waiting room and I just felt like something had been happening, but I didn't know because 
you know, it's just one of those journeys. You do, you're walking this journey with God and you're just hoping that something is happening and you're just doing something unconventional that you, you know, that it's just like, oh, it doesn't really make any sense. Now, (laughs) can I just jump in there? So for those guys that are watching that uh, were at the pub at that time, I don't even know whether you realise that this was going on. You may not. Uh, We just tried to lead our you know leave our personal stuff aside and try to keep doing our job and there's lots of things that we can we will talk to you about in the future about our time there uh that we just really felt like we just needed to somehow soldier through um Mm. rightly or wrongly and this was one of those things so this was going on whilst we were running the pub and if you were a part of the pub there if you were a regular there, you would probably recall times when there were other people that we employed to be in the kitchen and that was for this reason, was mm-hmm. to try and replace Kylie, give her enough time to be able to have her surgery and recover. So you're in Sydney, you're about to go into the operation second time round. It's yeah. been months and months and months overdue because we yeah. didn't have the money in the first place. You've driven all the way to Sydney on your own. Mm-hmm. I can't go because I've got to stay and, and run the pub. And we're just believing for what? Well, we're believing for miracles. And and so I got down. I had my pre-op appointment, which was like the day before, and I um, went into the surgery and sat in the little room and they called me in, Mrs Henderson, come in. And I sat down and the the surgeon just said to me, do you know why you're here? And I just said to him, I'm here so you can tell me that I don't have cancer anymore. (laughs) And he said to me, this is a diagnosed cancer. Cancer doesn't just disappear. And he proceeded to pull up all the photos that they'd taken of like um, where it was and what it looked like. And and he was just talking out the surgery with me and what they were going to do and then he said to me, um, well, let's have a look. So he just pulled me over closer and just started looking and prodding around and everything like that. And then after a couple of minutes, he said, I'll just get you to come into this other room. And so I went into the next room and they had like this giant big machine in there, kind of like a what Sydney optometrist, like where you put your face up on one of those things and he's got like this microscopic, started looking at my face like really, really, really close up. And he looked and looked for about, I don't know, it was a number of minutes, maybe even five minutes. And then he just pulled the mic, the, the big thing aside and he just went, I can't do your surgery. He said, because you don't have cancer. And I was like, what? And he was baffled because he's sitting there on his computer screen is all the pictures of all like where of the cancer. It's so like the picture of all of the stuff that had been going on in my body and where the surgery was going to be. And I'd already had one consultation with the other surgeon because there was two surgeons that were going to do it together because it was like quite an intricate procedure. There I was sitting in the surgery just going, oh my gosh, I, I this is just, I was so emotional. And he took me out to the counter and he said to the staff, he said, oh, we've got a bit of a problem. We need to cancel Mrs. Henderson's surgery because um, she doesn't need it anymore. (laughs) And I think he was spitting out. I don't think it was a very usual thing to happen. And, yeah, and I just um, went, got outside and called Sean and I just said, babe, babe, like, you'll never believe it, like, they said that I don't have to have the surgery, the cancer's gone, it's not there anymore. And it was just one of those wildly emotional and I was and I was crying, crazy. of course. And I was um I was actually in Kula. And I was in Kula. I was just on an outing in and she rang me and I was just crying. I just I mean I can believe it, but it's one of those things that even though you're believing for these things to happen and to be true, mm. that that all things are possible. Still, when they happen, it's it's a really emotional time. Yeah. Uh, and Kylie, she didn't come back to work. There was a little, <laughs> there was a little, I guess, for us, there was this desire to celebrate if it was to come about. And so for those of you, again, who were at the pub at that time, you may not realise that this happened, but 
Kylie disappeared for a week and she went to England. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was another miraculous part of the story as well Mm. that was woven in right from the beginning, which kind of was part of my encouragement to even start engaging with what I believed was what I needed to do, which was to to take the body and the blood just like they were the DNA and just to be, it's like that soul spirit body journey where, where they're becoming one and, and you're realising that the energy that is released out of that place of like um, that faith, you know, that you can have to believe that our body is actually going through this process of all of the corrupted parts of it being removed by believing that it um, engaging with uncorrupted DNA could possibly make that happen to my body. Just with normal bread and normal juice or normal wine or water or basically I was just communing with every meal that I had for that all of those months and months and just believing that. And and that's not a, a formula. That's like that's my story, my my journey that, that my relationship with God took me on, that he was whispering to me. And he wants to whisper to you as well, like whatever it is that your unique pathway is, what it is that is going to bring you into your place of open space healing, like your no. your place of whatever is going to bring your breakthrough, whatever it is that is going to make you come alive. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's not a formula. It's not a like every time somebody's got a cancer, do the same thing, but it could be. <laughs> the reason why we share these stories of healings, etc., yeah. and miracles in our life is so that you believe that they are true so that they can happen to you as well and greater things. Exactly. And the beauty of sharing our own stories with each other is they're our stories. We're sharing something that's actually really happened to us. Really, really powerful. This is a show, a spiritual discussion. So we call it happy hour because we've been in and out of pubs, kind of different to what we're presenting now, but we just do want to borrow that name to just sort of sow a seed that we can still have fun and talk about spiritual stuff. Um, you can drink like and join this show. You can interact and drink. We don't we don't care. Actually, I just don't care at all about any of that whatsoever. Um, drink, get a get a drink from your fridge, sit in your favorite lounge and join in the show. Just be relaxed. And let's talk about spiritual stuff, you know, God stuff, stuff that's happened in your life that you've heard of, uh, or else we'll share stories about things that happened in our life. We've had a phenomenally mm. rich, more than the, the last decade of uh, just encounters and, and happening so much so that it's sort of on a daily basis so much so that you don't really realise that it, you used to put some things in the miracle category mm. and yeah. now now we don't necessarily do it because it's just our everyday life. Yeah, I just love the miracle space. I love the little tiny things that can happen for people and the wildly amazing things because all of it matters. All of it's amazing. Wow, here's a lot of words that actually have come up. It's awesome. So Kim, thank you for sharing. It says years ago now I was praying with a friend who had pain in her finger joints. I sensed some purple ribbons come down from the heavenly realm. So that's what we're talking about, guys when we're talking about seeing in another dimension uh, for people that are not used to that kind of language. So uh, I sensed some purple ribbons come down from the heavenly realms and wrapped around her fingers in a figure of eight. The pain went, just sent her a message now to see if she's had pain since once or twice a long time ago, but all good now, a different kind of miracle. Yeah. 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 A different kind of miracle. Like, like it's like, Miracles have to be in some category, you know, that we call them a a miracle because they happen to your body. But when your phone gets its own charge and it's not even plugged Mm -hmm. in, we say that's not a miracle or that's some other kind of miracle. Like it's just a miracle. Um, all of these, what's the definition of miracle, Kylie? We've done this before, you know. (laughs) It says an extraordinary an extraordinary and welcome event that is not explicable by natural or scientific laws and is therefore attributed to what? 
a divine agency. A divine agency. I love it. Yes, yeah, so it's like what we were talking about yesterday Wait. with money going into our so bank account. Good. That just happened by itself. You yeah. know, we didn't do anything. We didn't ring anybody. We didn't have a conversation. It was it was something that doesn't happen normally. It wasn't a regular payment or anything like that. For it to just happen, you know, via divine agency just of its own accord. And a divine agency, you can actually picture it and frame it up like what you see in the movies, you know, like it's like this undercover agency that is like that is filled with the angelic, like with angels and you've got like spiritual beings and you've got (laughs) people from the cloud of witnesses and you've got all of these people that are for us that are actually waiting to be on assignment to work with us as like these awesome human beings that are like walking the earth, that we actually can interact with these divine agencies and that out of that place of friendship and just, you know, it's like all those strange things that happen. I mean, everybody would have those moments of synchronicity or like deja vu or, you know, when you feel like, hold on a sec, like I was just thinking about that person and then they just sent me a text message and I haven't even talk to them for six months like all those crazy things that kind of happen that you think hold on a sec there's something more that's going on there's something more that we can possibly tap into I feel like too just in this moment I've just got memories of so many different people that we've walked with in our life right back from school because we met at school so we we know a lot of people the same people from our whole life It's not just like little pieces of our life or since we met, but it's like our whole life we have got woven in this tapestry of hearts of people that we've shared pieces of our walk with. And, yeah, I would just love to, to like declare over you guys as a body of friends, as a body of people that we've known and walked with for our entire existence, just more, just more life and life in abundance, more breakthrough, more wonder as we're moving into these new places, like just space to find the authentic you, to discover the fullness of who you've always been and to just embrace the person that you are now. Just love that person that you are. We're walking in this place where A lot of people can be overwhelmed by the things that haven't happened in their life, the stuff that we didn't get to do, the things that we should have done. But we can... There's still time. That's it. And we can sit underneath regrets that we have or we can just not let those things be a part. Like everything that has been a part of our life has brought us to this moment. And, And in this moment, we are more than enough. Like you are more than enough. You are loved exactly where you are. This is just like Mm. there is this beautiful wide open space for us to see one another in this place and to know and just to affirm to one another that we're we're loved, you're loved. I actually don't even have concerns about the things from the past at all because they make you who you are now and including me. Uh, There's things that are probably looking back I kind of wish that if I had my time again, I might do them different, but they're done now. So I'm not, I'm not staying there. I'm not living there. I think that um, we need to declare more peace, mm. patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, all, all of those fruitful yeah. parts of the spirit that they would enlarge in your mm. life as well, that all of yeah. those goodies that come yeah. that, that are spoken of in the Bible, none of those things that we used to do together mm. that were really just sowing seeds of misery that none of those things would have any growth in your life ever again, but yeah. only the good stuff, mate. The, the one thing too, like I feel like I just want to embrace more is like this happy hour vibe, mm. like this whole thing about seeing fun, like having more fun. We have to work at it sometimes because it's easy oh, definitely. to yeah. go to that place where you everything's just so serious. We've got serious matters and serious things need to be taken care of and, you know, all that That's why of I started stuff. out tonight. <laughs> with gratefulness you know what exactly. did you do you remember when i came I straight on and i just yeah. started saying the and things. then i said jack around as and you didn't like my answer no i didn't like <laughs> when i said to you what are you grateful for and you said jack around it's like but what about me like, <laughs> 
your first answer from now on so just if i ever ask you again always has to be you yeah so just say do you mean uh, what am i grateful for after you it's such a given though no it's not not when you're going through times of suffering and trial you get answers for all sorts of things on this happy hour show it's not just the spirit stuff it's not just the miracles the fleshy ones the money ones it's even directions it's interactions with people from our past people from our now yeah and people from our future people that we've not actually even met ever are on this screen joining in the conversation yeah i love it it's amazing technology what else you got kylie well i just love it i just think it's been an amazing night i've just enjoyed the conversation and and I feel like I've met a lot of people that I might not have even met because I just feel so close to some of the people that we have a lot to do with, even online. Like it's bizarre. I feel like I know some of these people, like I've known them yeah. for a really long time. Yeah, I know. We've had that before too mm. where you, we interact with people online for a long time and then you actually do meet them. Um, yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you everybody that, just come and spend Monday night happy hour hanging out with the Wildfire Tribe. Yeah. If you want to know more about us, jump on our website, wildfiretribe.life. And if you just want to keep hearing the the voices, then jump on any podcast platform, iTunes, jump on Spotify, jump on iHeartRadio or any Google Play, Amazon Music, or any of those, and you will find Wildfire Tribe podcast. And we have got a gazillion different topics and different thoughts uh, that we talk through on there. And you can just listen to that in your car. You can listen to it on the way to work. You can listen to it when you're vacuuming the house. You can listen to it at the beach on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, yeah. So and that jump comment on. on the bottom of the screen is typical of people that we interact with these days. I met Sandra once years ago, but she is such a long distance virtual encouragement to me. She has an amazing presence. Mm. I looking, I look forward, I'm looking forward to face to face again. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's beautiful. And and I feel like that about you, Kim. Yeah. And I don't think that I've met you, Kim, but I'm looking forward to meeting you as beautiful. well. Beautiful. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us. Please, anytime you see anything around the place, uh you know, regarding the wildfire tribe stuff, just click on the share, share it with your friends, send it in a message to somebody. Mm. It really does help to make this easier for us to do. So thank you to everybody and we look forward to seeing you again another day. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Thank you so much. Have a blue-filled evening or if you're in the US, have a good day.